Go. Fratelloni's Ace Hardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 404, June 17th, 2020. The high on this date occurred in 1933 when it hit 97. And in 1960, when uh, kids might have wanted to go swimming because their beaches had been cleaned of weeds by aquaside, it was only 42 degrees, so they probably didn't go swimming, even though the beach was free of weeds, courtesy of aquaside. Got that? I think so. And now, from the mayor's office, above the boathouse, on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Rookie on Production. Chris Reavers, Director of Social Media, John Hyde in the Newsroom, and occasionally Kenny from the Krabby Coffee Shop. Here is your Flashlight King, Fireworks Commissioner, and Keeper of Common Sense, your Mayor, Joe Souchere. We're going to have Norm Coleman joining us today during the podcast. He has written a, by my judgment, a wonderful piece that I'm, 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 thankful that the star tribune even published it you know what it's funny you say that that's the first thought that came to mind on the heels of what you discover with the new york times last week mm-hmm. i was i was a bit surprised they, they ran it myself norm of course was uh, mayor of st paul from 94 to 2002 and uh he represented us in the u.s senate from 02 to 09 and he's calling for the defunding and disbanding of city hall and it's just really interesting. I have and, it posted to the uh, Garage Logic uh, Facebook page if those that want to read it. So I called him this morning, and he is uh, going to set some time aside for us during today's show. Say, uh, I want to uh, echo what we were talking about just before we went on the air. Uh, you do? Not yeah, I do. Oh. the uh, There's a really great piece in the Wall Street Journal today on exactly... Oh. On exactly how you get... I'm not talking about the other thing. Okay. Jeez. scared us, Suit. (laughs) Yeah, you did. On exactly how the coronavirus is transmitted. And it's very interesting. And you're you're just not going to get it in in fleeting contact with another person. Uh, You're going to... uh, You are likely to get it uh, if you are in closed quarters with a large number of people, all of whom are talking. Because the talking aerosols, your, uh, your, the droplets that come out of your mouth, and the next thing you know, you, you might pick up an infection. But just merely passing someone on the street, even if they're infected, uh, that's unlikely to bring about any contagion unless they sneeze in your face or coughed in your face. Uh, but I was reading this story out of Florida. Uh, Fifteen gals... Went to, uh, went to Lynch's Irish Pub June 6th in Jacksonville Beach. Uh, and and they, uh, they now have all been sick. Uh, all 15 have tested positive for COVID-19. Uh, a woman named Erica Crisp has been short of breath for several days and has tested positive for COVID-19. So have more than a dozen of her friends. Crisp is a 40-year-old healthcare worker from Jacksonville. She said she's been sick for eight days, and 15 of her friends have also tested positive. Lynch learned some of its customers had tested positive for coronavirus after visiting the pub, and the general manager said they closed it voluntarily to, to deep clean it. Uh, Crisp said she and her friends had been careful with social distancing. They had stayed indoors for months, doing everything right. And then the first night we go out, Murphy's Law, I guess, Crisp said, the only thing we have in common is that one night at that one bar, Crisp 
says she regrets going out to celebrate after months of quarantining. I think we were careless and we went out to a public space, which we should not have, and we were not wearing masks. I think we had a whole out of sight, out of mind mentality. The state opened back up and said everybody was just fine. So we took advantage of that, Chris said. She said it's a lesson for everyone. We should be wearing masks. We should be social distancing. Chris said it's too soon to open everything back up. Lynch's general manager said the pub will reopen next week. Uh, This whole wearing or not wearing a mask has become comically ridiculous the way it's been politicized. It's just absolutely comical. What does wearing a mask or not wearing a mask have to do with politics? That's what it's come down to. Yeah, it doesn't, but that's exactly what it's become. It's become an entire political If you wear a mask, you're anti-Trump. If you don't wear a mask, you're a trumpeter. Right. Well, I'm going to wear a mask. I don't care what people think. If I'm going into a store, I'm wearing a mask. Hell, I got about 48,000 of them to choose from here from the (laughs) Betsy Ross of the COVID-19 Foundation. Uh, So I I think it's – I don't want to catch this. So I I find all of these admonitions wise counsel. I'm not going to go into a crowded – I went to – I ate indoors Saturday night at a restaurant. But but there was four people in the restaurant. Two at oh. one end of the room and uh, four of us at the other end of the room, and I didn't feel uh, that I was, uh, I didn't feel I was risking anything. Uh, based on the story about these gals at the Irish pub, I'm going to be in no hurry to be in a crowded restaurant. I'm just going to be in no hurry. I'm going to be in no hurry to go to a movie theater. I'm going to be in no hurry to do. I'm I'm going to be in no hurry to put myself in a crowd. I'm in the vulnerable age group. I don't want to get it. So I keep a mask handy, and I got some Clorox wipes in my car. And if I got to go to a store, I I take precautions. It's that simple. I don't think that's making a political statement at all. Uh, I I just don't want to catch the damn illness. Yeah. I'm the the same way, and I know that I've I've seen a lot of stores that I frequent – uh, that shall go nameless that are now requiring, um, and I'm talking like independent shops and whatnot that are now are requiring everyone that walks inside must be wearing a mask, which I, I'm completely fine with. And the other day I was going to stop and I didn't have one with me. I'd left it at home and I wasn't allowed in. I was completely cool with it. All right. No, no problem. I went in a coffee shop Sunday to get a, a coffee uh, to bring home the beans. Uh, I should have probably just... Uh, ordered it through the coffee grounds in Eau Claire, but I was in the neighborhood and I walked in and I had I didn't put the mask on. Uh, it was in my pocket and everybody in there had a mask on. And the guy said, "Do you have a mask?" I said, "Yeah." And he said, "Would you put it on, please?" And I said, "Sure." It's that simple. <laughs> I don't know why I didn't bother to put it on before I entered. Well, you were busy. Well, based on this Wall Street Journal article and how you get it, this will aid reopening the country. This is not. This was not written in in a, in a means to uh, to suggest uh, prolonging any lockdowns. This is just uh, council know how to do it. Whether it's a plexiglass barrier at the gas station or the bank teller or whatever, there's many many ways now that these uh, admonitions. Uh, it can be brought to the forefront here and reopen everything with these with these new precautions. Yep, yep, exactly. A- and and get this economy roaring again. Uh, uh, and if, if that means I have to wear a mask uh, in, on certain occasions, 
I don't think I don't think my freedoms have been infringed upon. I, I'm worried about me. <laughs> so that's my little speech about COVID nineteen. I uh, I don't want to get it. Uh, I've always believed it's real. Uh, the, the Trumper outdid himself the other day, though. Remind he, me. <laughs> he said, it's it's tough to keep them separate. You know what I mean. Well, he said if we stop testing, there'd be fewer cases. Well, he's got a point. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's like the Minneapolis City Council. Just stop arresting people, then there's less crime. Right. Yeah. Don't report any more unemployment figures. You'll have high empl- no. you'll have high employment. No, Kenny, it's it's the Kenny Olson. Can't get fired if I don't go to the boss's office. That's right. <laughs> Just stay away. <laughs> Speaking of crime, work, that's true. Speaking of crime, what's Lisa Bender, that racist, and Andrea Jenkins, that racist? Because they're in a city council, that's a racist institution. Of course. Because Andrea Jenkins said every single institution in St. Paul and Minneapolis is racist. Yep. So that must mean the city council is racist, and the park board is racist. Oh, uh, park board. My mind is wandering to uh, an email from uh, uh, Kelsey. What would have happened had, uh, here, if the Minneapolis Park Board uh, thought that a vandal placing a George Floyd decal on a George Todd park sign was wonderful, what would happen if they put up George Floyd signs over the Beta Makaska? They would, they would be just in a dither, wouldn't they? They wouldn't know what to do. They wouldn't You're know right. what to do, You're these right. frauds. What would they have decided to do? They wouldn't know what to do. Tremendous windmilling would have occurred. Such forceful, powerful windmilling, you would have felt the it would have overpowered the wind. Oh, really quick, ba- ba- uh, really quick, back to COVID. So I know you can go in and get a test. And excuse me if, if this has been brought up and I didn't remember. Can you get an antibody test also? I don't know. I I believe you can. Okay. Yeah. Because yes. I, wouldn't you think that that's just as important? If if you thought, well, have I already had it and didn't know it? Yeah, sure. Yeah, that that that's a thing, Chris. Okay, I think you're a candidate for a test. Yeah, I think we all are. Yeah. I was, yeah, yeah. Well, I think we can share that, Kenny, if you wanted to, because I know they shared it on their show this morning. You go ahead. No, I'm not going to. I thought maybe you would. Uh, Rudy from KS95 from the morning show has it. Yeah, he he tested positive, and so their their entire show has been now placed on quarantine. Yeah, so but the problem's going. Yeah. Through a scrub down. Yeah. But the problem for our friend Reavers is that this Rudy, who I wouldn't know if he knocked at my front door, <laughs> he's been using the GL podcast studio almost daily for some sort of uh, client outreach. Yeah, or something. he's been recording spots in here, which it was completely fine because it was well before we would record Garage Logic. And so, right. uh, yeah, and because I'm the one that comes in here every day, it's. Oh, okay. Now I need to go get a test. Well, a couple things. Yep. Uh, do you have your own uh, microphone uh, uh, sound deadener, your own foam yep. microphone yep. thing? Yep. Yeah. What do you have? Do you have? Uh, well, I think you should take some uh, confidence that, based on this latest reading in the Wall Street Journal, uh, I'm sure the surfaces that you have there have been cleaned. Yeah. And I, I think, you know, even take your Clorox wipes and do the dials and all that stuff, and I think, you, I think you'll be okay because well, you have not had prolonged contact with that guy. In fact, it sounds like you've had no contact. Very with him. little. Yeah, very, yeah. very little. And the, and the other thing is it's not so much 
worried about me. You know, I'm, I'm worried about passing it on to my wife, who's a nurse. Well, of course. Well, I, I think you should uh, contact uh, Mrs. Reber's immediately and have her arrange whatever she needs to arrange for you to get a test. And I'm serious. Yeah. I'm, I'm What's coming up on the ride? Right. Are you going to be on the show tomorrow? <laughs> yeah. She I don't care. Gonna grab, <laughs> she is going to grab you by the earlobes and uh, shove you into the closet and yeah. lock the door. I She's know. not going to let you come in anymore. Well, we'll, we'll see if I, if I test. Well, that, but that's the other thing. You know, we've done we've done the uh, the spacing and people working at home here at Hubbard, and I'm literally one of about 25 people that are even in the building. Right. Which is, you know. But take some heart that you, you haven't spent time in close quarters with him talking to him. Correct. Yeah, correct. Back to uh, the races, uh, Lisa Bender and Andrea Jenkins and Fry and the rest of them, because according to Andrea Jenkins, who holds the exalted title of vice president of the Minneapolis City Council, every single institution uh, in Minneapolis is racist. St. Paul is racist. So, uh, Lisa, were, uh, did you handle it last night after six people were injured in separate shootings? Was Lisa on the scene? Did she send out don't a, think so. a folk singer to sing off-key folk songs, maybe, for with the Justice Choir? <laughs> <laughs> According to police, at about 10 p.m., officers received a report of an argument that led to a shooting on the 2900 block of Columbus Avenue. One man was transported to the hospital uh, with non-threatening injuries. 11.25 p.m., officers responded to a report of a shooting on the 1100 block of 21st Avenue North. When they arrived, officers found two women suffering from gunshot wounds. Officers, those evil officers, applied a tourniquet to one of the victims. Another victim later showed up at the hospital with non-threatening gunshot wounds. People believe a group of people were outside when a vehicle, uh, police believe a group of people were outside when a vehicle drove by and opened fire. At 11.32 p.m., officers received a report that two men showed up at the hospital. Uh, The men reportedly said they were on West Broadway when someone shot them. Uh, At 11.37 p.m., police received a report of two men who arrived at the hospital suffering from gunshot wounds. The only information they provided is that they were shot in the area of 38th and Chicago. At about 12.41 a.m. this morning, Wednesday morning, officers responded to a report of a shooting on the 300 block of West 32nd Street. When they arrived, they found a man suffering from a stab wound. The man reportedly said he didn't know what happened as... uh, he woke up and was injured. All of the incidents are under investigation. And Andrea and Lisa uh, and Jake, the old Jakey Fry there, you snowflake, I'm sure you can all handle this, can't you? Oh, sure. This this requires this requires uh, uh, social work. This requires uh, uh, hugs and and, <laughs> and 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 singing. Lisa, you're you're a crackerjack. Uh, singer i hear why don't you get over there with your off-key guitar and start singing some folk songs every time you get a bleeping report of a gunshot you moron god almighty as norm coleman says defund lisa bender get rid of her i have a question get rid of andrea jenkins get rid of fry put somebody in there that knows what they're doing can norm run again Oh, God. <laughs> Can Norm run for, well, he, I mean, he was St. Paul. How about he just becomes the mayor of Minneapolis? Well, he's conducting a very successful battle with an illness. He's doing well. And, you know, I doubt yeah. You think Norm wants to wade back into this oh, crap? That's a good point. Probably not. Six, uh, eight injured in shootings Tuesday night. And uh, we're talking about uh, defunding and uh disbanding uh, the police department and replacing i guess i guess if she was forced to answer it lisa bender 
the noted social justice warrior, she'd probably acknowledge that, well, we better keep a few cops around to respond to gunshots. Sure. But, Joe, but, we're going to reimagine public safety. We're yeah. just going to reimagine it. Yeah, I, 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 we're, Minneapolis is really going downhill fast. And, again, if only we had a mayor in St. Paul who could seize upon this, rather than pretend he's Fry's friend, why not address all of the businesses in Minneapolis and say, you know, we got a pretty good record over here in St. Paul. We're getting along pretty well. We've got a lot of rental properties. We've got a lot of building space. Come on over. But, you know, all you're going to get from Carter is the hand-holding with Fry. So we're not going to have that. The, com- the competition between the two cities used to be real. It is no longer real. When did that end, do you think? I'm going to blame uh, Chris Coleman and Rybeck. Okay. Uh, who believe that we should all just be one happy big city. Hmm. Yeah, we're all in this together. B Who are the two B? that had the uh, the snowball fight? Who, which two were they? Oh, I think that was Carter and Fry. That was the current. Okay, yeah, yeah. it was. Isn't that fun, Kenny? It was fun. Did he did he have the snowball fight before <laughs> or after he danced in the mom jeans? Was that before or after? Before he danced <laughs> okay. in the mom jeans. Okay. It was so fun. It was fun. It was cute. It was great. <laughs> was it part of the winter carnival? I don't you know remember what it was. That. It was community building. Oh, Joe. sure it was. was. Yes. Sure it was. It was fantastic. It really worked well. It did. It, it, it look at the results it's produced. It's yeah. fantastic. Yeah. It's absolutely yeah. fantastic. In fact, you, weren't we on the weren't we on the way to a record number of uh, of shootings in both cities oh, before we yeah. got the COVID and everything else? We were. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I wonder how we're doing. Are we keeping pace? You think? Oh, we're doing all right. We're. You can get them. Yeah. You, you can still get shots. Don't worry. It's just. They're out there. Yeah, I'll tell you what's. Uh, I'll tell you what's great. What's I want a mosquito-free yard. Oh, they came out yesterday. Mosquitoshield.com, MoShield.com. They they don't come out and worry about if you got a chipmunk or bugs. They come out and get what most should concern you: ticks. I had a tick on me yesterday. I flicked it off. Whoa. Ticks, Whoa. ticks, Whoa. and. Mosquitoes. This is their specialty, MoShield.com. Their territory runs up east of 169 all the way to the St. Croix River and then north to Forest Lake and south to Lakeville. A lot of mosquitoes in that big square area. And these guys hate ticks. They hate mosquitoes. They have a specially formulated solution they use that was uh, invented by the founder of Mosquito Shield. You can't go into Fratelloni's or Menards or anywhere and buy their product. It's a uh, very proprietary, and it works. They're going to take great care of your yard. They'll come out every 10 to 17 days for an application, and they do this until the mosquitoes and ticks go dormant. They stand behind their work. If for any reason you need them in between applications, they come out at no charge. You can find them at MoShield.com, M-O-S-H-I-E-L-D, one word, MoShield.com. Just click on the locations, uh, and you'll see how to contact them, or just give Ray and Mike a call. At 612, their father-son team, their GLers, uh, 612-619-1556. And imagine how nice it will be to sit in your yard all of these long summer nights and never have to worry about a mosquito or a tick. MoShield.com. Flashlight. Check. Tool belt. Check. Attitude. Check. He's going in. Joe Suchere. Need a roof? Oh, I'll get you. I'll get, get you a roof. roof. 
or for that matter, a kitchen or a deck or a sidewalk or a driveway. Well, okay, truth be told, I can't do it for you, but longtime GLer Chris Miller, the owner of Aim High Construction based here in the Twin Cities, he can get uh, get it for you. Chris is a veteran of the first Gulf War, old enough to know better, well-versed on common sense solutions to everyday problems. And along with his crews, Chris and project manager Keith at Aim High Construction, they can tackle just about any job that needs doing. And I'm talking from roofing and siding to decking, remodels, restorations, new construction. Aim High can help you with design consultation. If you're thinking about a new kitchen or bath or finally finishing off that basement, Chris and his crew at Aim High, they can also help out with uh well, light commercial work, which is really nice here in Minneapolis. We need we need a lot more light construction or uh, commercial work here in Minneapolis. Uh, and truth be told, Chris and Keith, they were out to my joint in South Minneapolis yesterday to give me estimates on three jobs I need, uh, and I need them done here in the house before we flee the city. They're a full-service joint uh, and obsessed with quality craft, craftsmanship and honest service. If you need help or if you're thinking about a project around the homestead, you'll find them on the web, aimhighconstructionmn.com. That's aimhighconstructionmn.com. That's all one big long word, Such. Or you know what else you can do? Put us uh, put us on pause, grab a pen, come back, hit play, write this number <laughs> down, 612-231-2183, aimhighconstructionmn.com. Such Chris was telling me that he's already heard from a friend from high school on the East Coast, a GLer that heard him on the podcast oh, on really? Monday, cool. really? called him up and said, hey, bro, how you doing? I heard you on the podcast. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, cool. our reach is far. Uh, Kelsey has alerted me to a piece uh, from the outfit called Campus Reform, which keeps an eye on the failed academy. Their videos are his- they're frightening, but they're hysterical. Yeah. But this is so dispiriting. A new survey finds that young Americans trust college professors more than the military, police, and churches. You're kidding me. The poll found that just 38% of young Americans trust police as anti-police riots erupted nationwide. Meanwhile, as some professors have encouraged rioting, rioting, young Americans are more likely to trust colleges and universities. Joe, Joe, that's Mm. your link. That's your link right there. To what? Remember last week you were saying there's a link in there somewhere about about the the entire uh, uh, the movement of disbanding the police. They now look at the university, the colleges as protection. They look at it as an extension of government as protection. Uh, YouGov conducted a survey of 147. I'll get back to that. Okay. U- UGov conducted a survey of 147 young Americans ages 18 to 29 for May 29 and 30. The broader survey uh, interviewed 1,060 U.S. adults and grouped them in age groups of 18 to 29, 30 to 44, 45, 64, and 65. Plus, the respondents were asked to rate their trust in key American institutions on an ascending scale of none, a little, some, and a great deal. Uh, when asked how much they trust police, 38% of young adults 18 to 29 said they hold some or a great deal of trust. Nearly 30% decreased from 2019. Meanwhile, 58% hold some or a great deal of trust in the U.S. military. In 2019, nearly 70% of the same age group held that level of trust. Uh, just over three-quarters of young adults admitted some level of trust in church or organized religion. 
the majority of that number, 31%, uh, expressing only a little trust. In 2019, the survey found that 50% of young Americans had at least some level of trust in religious leaders. But here it is. The YouGov survey found that young Americans hold the highest amount of trust in college professors and universities, with 65% reporting either some or a great deal of trust in colleges and universities in uh, 2019, uh, 74% of 18 to 29-year-olds trusted college professors and universities. So, uh, they're, as Kelsey notes, they're, they're trusting the very people who are ruining their lives. Oh, my goodness. The failed academy is a miserable, miserable failure. And we're seeing the results of it with each passing moment, with each passing day. And yet these, uh, these misguided young people uh, find it perfectly uh, normal to trust uh, the institutions. That, uh, that is taking 50 grand a year from them for absolutely nothing. Nothing. It's uh, truly astonishing. <clears throat> Say, Bill Stein is back. Did he email you? Yeah. Well, we, something happened because I, I was starting to get a minimal amount of my GL Joe email. Right. Well, can that be fixed? Re- do you re- recall us talking about this the other day? Vaguely. <laughs> <laughs> The uh, high, the 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 cybersecurity team, excuse me, here at HBI, increased the strength of the filter. So even people that were, I was getting the some emails I was getting from you, Joe, were ending up in my junk folder. For, I don't I don't understand that. Uh, I, don't, I don't either. Who's gonna? Uh, no, no, no. I'll save what? it for off the air. Oh, no, I'll save it for off the air. <laughs> yes, please um, do. My yeah, off the air. Sadamil Jim has a great point. If we had identified back to the 50s, along with the fair, as a protest, they would have been held without impunity. That's true. The old old Walzer wouldn't have said a word. And as I said, Stein is back. He's noting that uh, as the nation descends into madness, uh, Congress is about to take up statehood for Washington, D.C., which is a... I don't, that's not constitutional, I don't think. It's a power grab. They want to add more Democratic congressmen and two more senators. This flies oh. in the face of the intentions of the Founding Fathers. It's doomed to failure because it needs the assent of two-thirds of the states, uh, not to mention the name Washington, District of Columbia. Washington was a slaveholder. And Columbia, please, that maniac, uh, a new name would be required for this state. How about the District in Opposition to Sensibility, or Idiots for short? That's all it is, is a power grab to get more seats in the Senate, two more Democratic seats in the Senate, because no Republican would win in the state of, in the in the District of Columbia. That would be uh, that would be unheard of. Have Columbia you guys heard of this uh, Freedom Fund? That's a nonprofit that raises money to get Sh- protesters out of, of jail. Sure have on Joe. bail yep. on bail. Yeah, yeah. They got thirty million dollars in donations. Yep. And did you read the fine print on that? I'm looking. Uh, they're called the Minnesota Freedom Fund. They've paid every single protest bail in the Twin Cities that has been brought to their attention. Uh, the group mm-hmm. is now trying to figure out where the rest of the money will go. Which is how much, by the way? Bring that. Did you? Do you have that figure? Thirty million dollars. Yeah, yeah. But they promise to be transparent. Sure, sure. And, and they say it'll take fifty million to bail everybody out of jail in Minneapolis. So. Well, they but we don't need a we don't need a police department. No, they but they only spent two hundred thousand, correct? Two hundred fifty grand so far. Yeah, two hundred fifty grand. Sorry. Yeah. 
What a sham. Wow. Well, didn't they get a... a, a Who are these people? Well, they got Simon a- Cecil is the organization's founder. Right now, the group is organizing where the rest of the money will go, but promises to be transparent as it is spent towards the Freedom Fund's mission. Uh, we also know that for folks who have been arrested, there will be ongoing needs around their court cases, and part of our work will be able to support that, Cecil said. Uh, as the small nonprofit tries to add more people on staff to deal with the unprecedented amount of money flowing in, you know, because Justin Timberlake, he had to send him a well, check. And that's what I was going to get to, that yeah, a number of celebrities, celebrities had done it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You phonies. <laughs> Hiding behind the gates of your mansions. Right. And then you're sending the check to get everybody out of jail. Look at me. Look at I'm helping out the, the protesters. No, you're not. You're getting the rioters out of jail is what you're doing, Timberlake. The you people moron. that burned our city down, you jackasses. Yeah. And I, I was thinking, instead of instead of them sending all this money to this foundation, why weren't they trying to help the businesses that were burned to the ground? I mean, you know, a lot of those businesses are minority owned. Yeah. Th- that would have actually been a notable cause. Yeah. Uh, Cecil, uh, the founder, says the organization will be accountable for every dollar. I wonder under what auspices they would be audited. I, I don't know how that works. If you start up a nonprofit uh, in the state of Minnesota, I would imagine there are certain tax uh, rules and codes you have to follow and that there would be certain reporting guidelines that you'd have to adhere to. Uh, and, and suddenly, they've become a very major player in the world of nonprofits. 30 million bucks, they got three full-time employees. 30 million bucks. To those who say we need to move faster, we certainly hear their concerns, and we will work to be transparent as we use the money, and we are working to scale up and use that money rapidly, Cecil said. Okay. I think we're looking at this the wrong way. Yeah. I think we need to start a fund. (laughs) Don't you think? That's exactly what I was thinking. (laughs) Well, I go back to what I said when uh, people were applying for money from Washington. We could have established a, a letter, uh, you know, we could have created a, a garage logic letterhead and, and requested uh, city funding for uh, us here in Gumption County. Yep. And I'd, I'll bet you a hundred bucks we would have got a check. I'll bet you a hundred bucks we would have got a check. But I was talked out of it. Nobody wanted to do it. So you, uh, well, I don't want to go to jail see. for your crazy scheme. Well, I wouldn't have accepted <laughs> the money. Ralph Cramden get rich scheme. <laughs> I wasn't going to keep the money. I would have then held a news conference, held up the check, and said, see how we, easy it was? We're not even a real town, and we got the money. I love that you dropped in Ralph Cramden. Ralph Cramden. <laughs> uh, I got a note like from... Uh, Got a note from Mike. Fred Flintstone and Barney Rubble would do. (laughs) I got an interesting note from Mike Zipko. Uh, MPR today announced some decent-sized layoffs because they're having budget shortfalls. Putting the issue of public money and tax-free status for MPR aside, public radio is showing more fiscal leadership than the city it calls home. Revenues are down, so they are cutting costs. This follows buying out others from the newsroom. The city of St. Paul is facing a massive budget shortfall. The Pioneer Press said it could be up to $34 million. Other sources within the city say it could be closer to $50 million. Yes, as it is clear, St. Paul will not have enough money in the budget to pay its operating costs. It has not made any significant changes to its staff or budget. Why has the city not furloughed or reduced staff? Why have they now fully why have they now fully reported the scope of the budget shortfall? What will they do when the number uh, full number is out there? 
in a city that already stretched both the budget and its tax base, the time to delay making these decisions is long past. The city of Minneapolis appears to be $165 million in the hole on the what? budget. Because these adult children in the salon have not taken care of the basics in either town. The basics are not being taken care of. You just said Minneapolis is 165 yep. in the hole. The year's not even half over. Right, 160. Wow. And then they they got their, you know, Fry's got his hand out to the legislature. Send me some money to rebuild the buildings. You allowed them to be burned down, you inadequate fool. Go away. Wow. We we have really, really gotten a lesson, haven't we, in 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 who's lead, who who the politicians are. Haven't we had a wonderful? Well, it's, it's a we, shame it took a, a death and a and a burning down of a city for people to have their eyes opened. We already knew it. it yeah. They're getting a lesson, is what's happening. They're I finally hope. realizing. Yeah, yeah. We would hope that they're finally realizing that their their ways don't work. You know, one of the reasons I wanted to have Norm Coleman on today, and we will, is that uh, I'll just read you a few of the paragraphs. And again, I'm I'm thankful the Star Tribune published this. It certainly goes against their agenda. It certainly goes against their template. The death of George Floyd sparked public consciousness about racial inequality and inequity that is long overdue. Sadly, the actions of former officer Derek Chauvin have cast a dark shadow over the overwhelming number of good cops in Minneapolis who day in and day out put their lives on the line to protect and serve the people, like they did last night responding to six different shootings. But Lisa will take care of that. In every city, in, let me finish this. In every city in America, the overwhelming majority of law enforcement officers ably protect their communities, upholding the oaths they have sworn. Meanwhile, in times of great tragedy, there are those who rise from the ashes to give comfort to the afflicted. There are those who provide leadership when communities are clamoring for a way out of desperation. There are people who bring the best and the brightest ideas to bear to change bad systems and bad processes. And then there is the Minneapolis City Council. A majority of the city council members who have publicly declared they will defund and disband their police department. Who, on the heels of Governor Tim Walz directing the Minnesota Department of Human Rights to launch a civil rights investigation into the police department, have concluded that the best path forward is to simply eliminate the police department. Implicit in the governor's announcement is the belief that Minneapolis has had a police department filled with racists violating the civil rights of Minneapolis residents over the past 10 years. If, if there is evidence of this, it is indeed a bitter day in Minneapolis that such conditions were allowed to exist for so long. It is tragic that the elected leadership of Minneapolis, beginning with Fry and before him, Betsy Hodges and R.T. Rybeck, and the uniformly liberal city council members could have allowed such conduct to occur day after day, year after year, in the police department that they were responsible to manage. Remarkably, the same mayor whose lack of leadership led to the ruinous riots and burning of his city doesn't agree with dismantling the police department, yet in endorsing the governor's investigation, Fry said, oh, anyway, then Norm, Norm really had his mind blowed when he noted that Lisa Bender said, if you call 911, it's from your position of privilege. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. These are, well. You got to read how he sets up the last graph. It's really good writing. Just read everything leading up to the last graph where he drops the bomb. The people of Minneapolis have every right to ask their elected officials who are promoting eliminating the police department why this solution is better than all of the other solutions they've offered up for decades that didn't stop racism, violence, and bad cops who failed the city. Why didn't they protect the people of Minneapolis? 
Why didn't they protect good cops from bad cops? Why didn't they stop their city from burning? Mayors Fry, Ryback, Hodges, and the city council all claimed they were impotent because the police union was too strong for them. If that is true, then the remedy isn't to defund and disband the police department. It's time to defund and disband the current elected leadership at Minneapolis City Hall and find people with the courage and conviction to to protect all of the people of Minneapolis all of the time, everywhere in the city. Here, here, in a harumph, harumph, harumph. Wow. Couldn't Amen. have said it better myself. Amen. Yeah. Is That's this a nice piece of writing? You know, the, mm-hmm. the the first thought I had after I got done reading it was, I wonder if this is a case much like what we said about the um, the the good cop theory in in reaction to Chauvin, because nobody was more mad at what he did than the good cops that are out there and then then have to deal with this. I wonder if that's Norm's reaction. Hey, you idiots, you're making us that actually tried to accomplish things. You're making us look bad. What do the lawless want? We're not, That's law. Th- there you go, Kenny. That's what Normie just wrote in here. What do the lawless want? They want less law. You're playing right into their hands, you dummies. God, they're dumb. They're dumb, and they're so insulated from reality, living their life as they do on that third rail. It is astounding. And you're all racist, remember. Your own vice president has told you that. Your own city council vice president has said every, not not some, every single institution in the Twin Cities is racist, which means Minneapolis City Council is racist. The park board is racist. The mayor's office is racist. You are all racist. Can I get an I, I, I amen? I think we need to take amen. it beyond. Uh, they, we need to take it beyond dumb. I mean, we call each other dummies. We're dum dums. These people are just flat out stupid, uh, uh, ignorant. And wrong. Will, willfully ignorant. And wrong. They're terribly wrong. Yeah. yeah. It's just amazing how wrong they can be. Day after day after day. They frittered away their they have frittered away the city to chase plastic bags. They yeah. quite yeah. literally have frittered yes. away a marvelous American city to chase plastic bags and establish laws for restaurants and whatever. Twenty forty, Joe. Twenty forty, baby. Come mm-hmm. on. Yeah, and what was the uh, what was the containers at at Cosetta's that he couldn't use anymore? Oh, he couldn't use the uh, the the black plastic containers. <laughs> I mean, yeah. What? Oh yeah, you got to get the clear type. You know, it's oh. it's amazing. Say Tim Bloom at uh, EcoFun Motorsports in Forest Lake, it's right on Highway 61 in downtown Forest Lake, wants you to know, of course, that they're open for business. They're open today through Saturday. Uh, wonderful, wonderful opportunity to get up there and test drive your own Bentelli e-bike. You know now, I've been saying it for weeks now, biking has taken over the country, and there's no better time right now than to get to EcoFun Motorsports in Forest Lake and check out a Bentelli e-bike with five levels of assist or any of the gas-powered scooters that turn every errand into an adventure. Uh, the Yamaha motorcycles, the kids' stuff, the side-by-sides, the ATVs, helmets and clothing, and a great service department. When you buy a product from EcoFun Motorsports, and it needs service, they come to you. They're going to come to your place, pick it up, take it back to their shop in Forest Lake, service it, and return it to you. And again, GLers, don't miss out on this. Tim is still giving all GLers GLers preseason sale prices while the bikes and scooters last. Nice. Preseason sale prices while the bikes and scooters last at EcoFun Motorsports on Highway 61 because here in Garage Logic, we own... Highway 61. 
Canopy cares as we go through these unprecedented times with COVID-19. At the Canopy Group, we remain open and 100% ready to service our existing clients and to discuss options for new clients. In an effort to keep everyone safe, we have eliminated face-to-face meetings. We have also set up many Canopy employees to work from home in order to generate greater spacing within our office settings. At the Canopy Group, we realize every penny matters. We have encouraged our clients who are feeling financially stressed to contact their mortgage companies, utility providers, auto loan payment centers, and see what payment deferral options they provide. Many do. We also encourage everyone to reach out to the Canopy Group and see if additional savings can be experienced with their home and auto insurance. If you have ever wondered if you are paying too much, now is a good time to find out. On behalf of the Canopy Group, we ask you to be safe during these times and contact the Canopy Group at 800-967-3389 or visit thecanopygroup.com. Did you ever think common sense would be this much fun? Joe Suchere. You know what else is fun? A comfortable pair of underwear. And I'm talking about the Chill Boys and at Chill Boys brand on Twitter. Boys, I got a cool tweet. Uh, Let me find it right here. Let me find it right here. Uh, Christy, she got, or sorry, Christine, she says, Reavers, all ready for Father's Day for my hubby. And yes, uh, he's not my dad, but I ordered him Chill Boys brand. So she's now part of the Chill Boys family, as is the entire staff here in Garage Logic. They I don't really, I don't know if you want to call it a family. I mean, it's underwear. No, no, no. We're the we're the Chill Boys family. That's we what are? we are. Oh, all right, heavens, she, yes. He, he's not her dad, but he is her daddy. <laughs> oh. Oh boy. At Chill Boys Brand on Twitter, and they are a local Minnesota company. And I think Joe mentioned this the other day, but I bet if you order it today, you'll have it in time for Father's Day this Sunday. What an excellent Father's Day gift. The most comfortable underwear you will ever own. I've got my gray ones on today. Chill Boys, thank you for being part of the Garage Logic podcast. And please, if you make your order, let them know that you heard about it here in GL. More from Norm Coleman's piece. He'll be coming out shortly. More from Norm Coleman's piece in today's Star Tribune. What is it about the culture of politics in Minneapolis that failed time and time again to address what is now labeled systemic racism in the city's police department? Blaming the police union is, no pun intended, a cop-out. Blaming Republicans isn't an option, as there isn't an elected Republican in the city as far as the eye can see. With their city in ruins from lawbreakers who burned it down, the same elected officials whose failed leadership did nothing to eliminate the racism they now lament have seized upon the solution to disband the police department. Mayor Fry did not condemn rioting and looting in his city when he should have, but encouraged people... uh, intent on looting and burning to wear face masks and stand six feet apart from one another. (laughs) When a couple of news conferences professing his love for Minneapolis and delivering stern stares at the camera failed to stop the violence, he abandoned the police headquarters in the 3rd Precinct. He left citizens and businesses alone to fend for themselves amid marauding mobs who claimed their prize by burning it down and a neighborhood along with it. The the members of the Minneapolis City Council didn't step up either to protect their citizens. Now they purport to have the best interests of their city in mind with the idea that defunding and dismantling the police department is really a better way to ensure public safety. Hey, 
The lawless always want less law. Minneapolis City Council President Lisa Bender claims that calling police during an emergency is an act of privilege. On the contrary, the first responsibility of government is to protect its citizens, all of its citizens. Minneapolis failed George Floyd. The city council now wants to double down on that failure of responsibility by dismantling the police department. Every American citizen is owed the right, not the privilege, of being able to call for police assistance in an emergency. How can it be that serious reform we need to overcome racial inequality and inequity and institutional and systemic racism has been reduced to this? Oh, God. Thank you, Normie. Thank you, Normie. Oh, it means more with when he says it than if I said. That's just fantastic. Uh, Wes Vonutka in Lonsdale says, I want a handful of GL stickers. I am trying to expand your podcast to ears that need to hear it. If you ever happen to find the funds to purchase your precious, appropriate size envelopes, please put a stack of stickers in it so I can proudly hand them out. We the people to we the people that matter. All right, Wes, you got me, baby. I'm going to have to go find some envelopes. Ironically, we have them at corporate there if you want to swing down to University Avenue, Such. Yeah, you can come by and get yourself a nice case of COVID while you're at Stop it. Stop in. Is the, is the uh, uh, mail department still functioning? I would imagine it is. The mail department? Oh, we oh. have a mail yeah, service yeah, yes. in the building. In fact, I just saw him this morning, uh, wheeling the cart. Yeah. Yeah, right. We know the guy that runs the the whole place. Just give them to him; he'll do. The it. best was when we when we first started that campaign, and he he saw the giant stack on top of the fridge out here, and he looked at me, and goes, "Are you bleeping serious, Reavers? Because yeah. this whole cart was already full." <laughs> uh, Mike in Duluth writes, uh, "I have a suggestion for the Garage Logic flag: enlist the talents of Garage Logic's own artist in residence, Greg Holcomb, to design it." Just keep the illustrations on the flag under 200. Always willing to help out, Mike and Duluth. Of course, if there is to be a Garage Logic flag, which I really think there should be, it's it's got to be a, a, a quality flag, uh, meaning it's going to have to be what nylon, I imagine, whatever flags are made of. And yes, of course, I would never issue a Garage Logic flag unless uh, uh, Greg Holcomb was enlisted to design it. That's the only way we can go. He's designed every other piece of art in Garage Logic, including the maps and the Garage Logic book and what have you, uh, the State Fair art, which was extraordinary. Uh, so, yes, if there's to be a GL flag, and listeners, I want there to be one too. It's just right now all the pieces aren't in place because of a general lockdown. You're a real politician. Yeah, you know, you're sounding more and more like a real mayor every day. Historically, flags have been made out of wool, silk, and cotton. With the invention of synthetic fibers, most outdoor flags are now made out of nylon or polyester. Each material has its own advantages. I just Googled what are flags made of. You know what we want to hear out of you, Mayor? We want to hear constituents, I'll get it done it's coming. It's in the mail. It's going to happen. We don't want, I don't have an envelope. I don't know what it's made of. I can't find a stamp big enough. And it's costing me $800. We want you to tell us it's going to happen, and it's going to happen soon. Or how about he just says, it's just bricks and mortar. Did how about if I say this? Oh, there he is. <laughs> how about if I say this? It's going to happen. Yep. 
I just don't know when. One day closer. Jeez. Use the rookie line. So is that too political? You, yes, it is. Okay, let me it's try it again. That's not why we elected you. Okay, let me try it again. Using the staff's own thinking. It's going to happen, and right now we're one day closer. There we go. There we go. <laughs> Matthew would be proud. Yeah. All yeah. Right, I have to share a quick line with you. So I posted the, uh, the opinion piece that Norm wrote on both the GL Facebook page and also on my own Facebook page. Mm-hmm. And I just said, couldn't have said it better myself. And before you decide to comment, A, read the whole piece, and B, it was written by Norm Coleman, a former DFL mayor. And our buddy Mishki responded with a comment. He says, Norm, yeah, uh, on on Facebook, Mishki writes, Norm has about as much Democrat in him as I have Vulcan blood. (laughs) (laughs) But he was uh, a Democrat for years. Yes, yes, of course. That's another thing I want to explore with him. I wonder what he thinks. What was his turning point? Yeah. What? No. What has happened with this current group in the salon? What has happened? Yeah. It's it's completely out of hand. And it's you want, completely out of hand. And if if we go with your theory about we're going to be you know hoping for the, the the last person, I mean, how much more far down the rabbit hole are we going to go here? Right. Say a group of kids are just leaving this establishment where I'm broadcasting. Yep. To go to White Bear Lake. Oh, what a for perfect a swim, day for, for a swimming function. And I happen to know that where they're going, uh, the people there uh, with their beach have used Aquaside. Uh, and that's why the kids want to go there. It's damn near a, a minivan full of kids, but they're all uh, related, so I guess they're not violating social distancing protocols. Sure. Aquaside has been helping people maintain Great Lake Shores for 60 years or more. They have a complete line of lake and pond control products that take care, take care of everything from weeds to unidentified freaky vegetation to algae. Uh, Aquaside products are easy to use. They work right away. They're registered with both the EPA and DNR. They're completely safe for you, the fish, and your family, so there is no need. Let me repeat that. No need to let weeds overtake your lake or pond or the old swimming hole this summer. Call Aquaside today. They'll help you identify your weed problem and make sure your place looks great all summer long. Call Aquaside it's a White Bear Lake company, by the way. You know, I'm really surprised, Joe, that, um, you know, with that minivan full of young kids on their way, I'm surprised you didn't say, hey, why don't you hold up till I'm done with the show? That way I can ride along with you guys. No, that's okay. Yeah, I'll, bring the, I'll bring the boat up. They had to get going. They had to get going. I I, I kind of gave them a little wave through the window and yeah. said, be safe. You can call Aquaside at 1-800-328-9350 or go to Aquaside.com. We're going to return... And uh, speak with uh, our old friend Norm Coleman, former mayor of St. Paul, U.S. Senator, who, as you have been hearing, has written this extraordinarily interesting piece in the uh, Star Tribune today, and I'm grateful that the Star Tribune published it, literally calling for defunding and disbanding City Hall. We'll be, uh, we'll be talking to Norm shortly. It's the end of the world as we know it. And he feels fine. Joe Souchere. DKMags.com on Old 8 and New Brighton and Monticello Pond and Gun. They offer everything we need. 
In a surreal and post-apocalyptic world where the cops have been run out of town and the city council and mayor have sold us out to criminals, scoff laws, and the wicked and evil. <laughs> I tried to do that with a straight face. I couldn't. Uh, UGLers, you're lined up out the door right now and into the parking lots. DK Mag's very busy, but that's not going to stop us here at the podcast from big upping the crews at DK Mag's and up at Monticello Pond and Gun. They offer us solid facts, sound advice, very competitive prices on everything firearm related, no matter what you're thinking, personal protection, home protection, protecting yourself from waterfall or attacking venison. It doesn't matter what you're thinking right now. The, the uh, GLers at DKMags.com, they're here to help all of us. If you're in law enforcement or the military or even a veteran thereof, Oh, thank you so much. We really need you. Hang in there because we really want you. You're going to get another 5% discount. DKMags.com in New Brighton. Monticello Pond and Gun. A couple of wonderful shops for GLers run by GLers. Thank you and good luck. Hello, Norm. Joe, it is it is the end of the world as we know it. <laughs> <laughs> I was so pleased uh, talking to you earlier today to learn that you're uh, you're healthy and happy and enjoying okay. life. Yeah, 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 no, I, I, I am. I, I, as for those of you, you know, cancer survivors out there, you learn Joe to appreciate each and every day. That's, yep. that's a blessing. A blessing. Norm, Norm, are you surprised that the Minneapolis paper even printed this piece? Uh, no, you know, some people were surprised. I, I'm not. It's interesting, Joe, because they actually have some folks in the editorial board who Doug Heiss is, is still there. I know uh, Doug. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I spoke to Doug about this, and so you know they. There's a difference at times, by the way, between owners of papers and even some of the editors and and and, and the the liberal press, <laughs> the right. folks that give you the news. That they're all steeped in liberal arts, uh, liberal tradition, uh, and and so I, I think I at times distinguish between opinion pages and and uh, other so-called news that you see in the paper. We've been reading uh, we've been reading it uh, in bits and pieces this morning but for those who haven't read it uh, explain explain your contention that uh, the crowd that's in power they've had many many years to get to the bottom of the problem. Why don't you describe for us what the problem is and what has failed to happen? Yeah, yes and and so you know I do bring as a perspective as someone who sat in the seat as a mayor. I mean right. I've been there. Uh, and uh, a point of, of reference, it's not in the piece, but uh, Minneapolis Police Department is, is the, the chief is chosen by the city council and the mayor. They, they serve at the discretion of the council, unlike St. Paul, right. where, where the chief has a six-year term. So I inherited a chief, and I reappointed him. But in Minneapolis, you serve at the pleasure. Right. And so for the leadership in Minneapolis to hail the governor saying that we're going to have a 10-year review of whether there's been systematic racism in the Swiss department. The obvious question someone has to ask is, well, who's in charge and what were you doing? Mm-hmm. And, and, and that goes, and, and you've had, Joe, uh, the most liberal progressives of the DFL wing of the progressive you know, part of the party. That's who's run Minneapolis, from, from Ryback to, to Hodges, you know, now to Fry. Uh, and, and the same mayor who could order the police to abandon the third precinct, right? He could. He had the power to tell them to abandon the, the, the precinct of the thugs and the rioters. Right. Okay. It says that he didn't have the power to address problems within the department. And, and the reason for that, Joe, was because the union was too strong. Mm-hmm. Uh, why did it take the death of, of, of the murder okay, of, of George Floyd to, to 
have that leadership speak out. Did, can, do you recall, Joe, in the last decade, them uh, leadership Minneapolis taking on the union, going to the public, going to the people, saying we've got a problem here, we're going to root it out? And not so for one moment. End, not not for one moment huh? have I seen that. Yeah, and and, and so you've got. <laughs> and this is not it's not a partisan piece. This is a a uh, a, a citizen piece. Uh, the, you can't blame the Republicans in this one because <laughs> no. it hasn't been won. It hasn't been won in, for in Minneapolis for leadership for a long, long, long time. Well, so, same is true so, of St. Paul, Norm. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, you're it's, listen. I, I, I had I, I had my character who was quite independent. That was <laughs> I had that, and then and I Dan Bostrom, and I had some rational thinking Democrats uh, on my on my on my city council, but. Uh, it, it is the end of the world, as you know. So the solution now is is for the the city council of Minneapolis majority to say we're going to defund the police department. That's that's the solution, mm-hmm. Joe. That's insane. Of course and, it is. And when and you know I, I I say in the piece and, and I watched the president of Minneapolis City Council saying that it is privilege if someone is breaking into your home. Yep. And you call nine one one. That is an act of privilege. Yeah. No, that's it. I don't care whether you're black, white, yellow. Someone's breaking into your house. They, they, they um, you know, uh, attacking your, your your child. Whatever you call the police, uh, that's and, right. and have a, and that that that's the, that's the responsibility of government to respond to that. And that's not that's not a privilege. That's a right that you have as a citizen. That's right. And what does government do if they don't protect public safety? If they don't protect you now, now, Joe, as I say that. I understand that the frustration that a lot of folks have in the minority community for the interaction they had with, with police. Okay, I understand there are issues out there. There are problems out there. But you don't take those issues or those problems with, with, with officers and somehow translate that into we're going to get rid of the police department and, and know uh, calling 911 is something that only people of privilege do. It doesn't work that way. That's not reality, Joe. Before you came to your senses, you were in the... Uh... <laughs> You're a DFLer. <laughs> well, I know Normal nice. enough to hey, give him on, the needle. Suits. Normie, what has hap- what has happened to this party? What what do you see happening here? It's happening. I call it. It's happening. Uh, the closer you get to the country's tallest buildings all across the country, uh, who are these people? Why are they favored by the electorate? What 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 do they have up their sleeve? What's going that's, on with that's, this party? That's a good just so you know, my history, I was born in Brooklyn, New York, Joe. I, I never right. met either a Republican or a Lutheran until I went to college. There were none in Brooklyn. <laughs> none. Right? And I thought they were both these kind of strange, like, religious sects or something. Yeah. Uh, but but then, and I was, by the way, I was pretty, you know, out there as a campus radical, something challenging the establishment. Right. And I have to tell you, Joe, well, one, I, I came to work up at the Attorney General's office, and I realized not everybody was a political prisoner. That, that was a revelation. Right. Uh, and, and, and I had a mortgage and, and I looked at taxes and I looked at the role of government. And, Joe, I have to tell you that, that I still challenge the establishment. I, I'm still very sensitive. And I was a, the head prosecutor in, in to AG's office. I was very sensitive to the power of government. It can mm-hmm. destroy people's lives. Mm-hmm. Government can. You bring charges against. I, I had these consumer lawyers that they wanted to use the criminal law to come down on. And I was always cautious about that. And so. You know, and so um, that's where I am as a conservative, uh, understanding all that. And so I don't have the answer. I, I, I don't know whether it's, it's whether it's guilt. I don't know that folks have that, that they, they feel bad about everything they have and, and they, they, they don't want government to uphold their rights. I, I, I don't know. I really I can't respond. 
to you know to the, the what's happening in our urban centers, uh, and in spite of the failure of government to address the concerns that the folks have about racism, to uh, really truly address poverty, to address education. I mean, you look at all the money we pour in education, Joe, and you still have a teachers' union, okay, fighting uh, mm-hmm. school choice, fighting, mm-hmm. you know, setting up charter schools. When I was mayor of St. Paul, we did 20 charter schools. Mm-hmm. That gave parents an opportunity to be involved in the kids' education. So, Joe, I don't have an answer, but is there a divide between our urban centers and, and our rural areas? Yes, is there a divide uh, between, you know, conservatives and, and, and liberals today in, in a far greater degree than it has for many, you know, long time? Yeah. Uh, but I don't have I don't have the answer to that, Joe. I just kind of watch it. I would hope that folks in Minneapolis would look at what's happened, look at the destruction that's ensued, look at how their leadership abandoned the city, to, you know, to, to to the bad guys, not the protesters, Joe, not folks who were legitimately aggrieved and frustrated and upset over what happened to George Floyd. They marched, they they raised their voices, but but they didn't loot, they didn't break into CVS and steal the drugs that was you know somebody's prescription, right? And maybe my maybe my chemo. Maybe yep. somebody else's, right? They didn't, right. They didn't do that. Uh, insanity. And, you know, and you got me on a roll, Joe. But when our attorney general says that rioting is the unheard being heard, I mean, what, where, if, if government doesn't provide some sense of order, you need order and you need justice. You need them both. Right. You can't have justice without order. Okay? You can't have justice if, 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 the, if the bad guys are in charge. And that was the, the sign. That was the... The message sent when the third precinct was abandoned, the message that it was a, a spark that lit a flame across this country, the bad guys are in charge. We can burn stuff down and no one's going to do anything about it. And it happened. What machinery exists to continue to provide us with choices uh, that only seem to attract the least of benders? What, what, what in God's name has happened that... We have in a position of such responsibility a woman who not only wants to get rid of the police department, but as you said, and it's I, I can tell it's it's mind-boggling for you that she says calling the calling nine one one is uh, <laughs> stem, stems from a position of privilege. Where do these where do these people come from? I don't understand it anymore. I Joe, and, and and obviously either do I, and and you know, in the end, in the end. Elections have consequences. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking of Ed Koch, unfortunately, a comment he once made is that the people have spoken, they deserve to be punished. People have spoken. Yeah. Uh, I, I just keep coming. You know, uh, life is a series of we, we do our best, right, for the time yep. we're here on this earth. God's given us the, the, uh, the, the blessing to. To be here to, with, with our family celebrating, we have I, how long that is, Joe. We never know. I mean, I don't know how long I'm going to be here. Uh, we do our best, and 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 maybe there's a, a an ebb and flow, and maybe folks will come to their senses. Maybe folks will understand that what they've been offered by the by the progressives in Minneapolis hasn't, you know, produced. If anything, it's produced terrible results. I mean, what you saw in the terrible results, and and in Minneapolis has always had, Joe, unlike unlike St. Paul, by the way. They've had such a they have such a strong commercial kind of structure that that you know they kind of get away with it. They just yep. kind of get away with it. And 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 uh, but I I don't know. I just I hope folks take a look, look around. Uh, you know, what's really fascinating with this defund the police fund is now you have the apologists saying, well, it really doesn't mean that. We we really don't mean to you know defund. We're you know the Camden did restructure their police fund. By the way, they added more police. 
Right. Uh, um, right. So, so now you have the apologist saying, well, it really doesn't mean what we say it means. Okay. Yeah. yeah. The, the meaning of is is. You know, what does defund the police? It means defund the police department. It means, right. it means getting rid of your police. It means having, at a minimum, less police. You know, yep. and, and I don't think, I, I would hope that the folks who are impacted by that and, and, and disproportionately impacted in, in the poor, obviously poor minority areas, I hope they, they, they speak out. I hope they say, you know something, you're not doing us any favor by making it less safe for us to bring our kids up in this neighborhood. That, that's not helping us. It's not I'm glad. I'm, yeah, I'm, you get me going on this. Just. I know I did, I, but I'm glad you wrote the piece, and I'm glad you had time for us today. Yeah. It's fascinating Thank to, you, Norm. to speak with you. Uh, we got to do this more often, Norm. I, uh, Joe, I'm, I've always been a big fan, and, and it's good to hear your voice again. Really quick, Norm, a lot of people are wondering, and I'm sure you've got the answer. They want you to run again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I say, talk to my wife. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you all. Thanks, Thanks Norm. You. Thank you Thank very you, much. Norm Coleman, always wow. a treat to talk to, even though he did try to steal my show one time. See? Yeah. Uh, you know what? If there's going to be a coup and Norm is behind it, uh, so long, Suchi boy. Right. Kenny yeah. and I are going to shift gears. <laughs> that was really, really good. That was. But it's it's just Joe. it's just so it's just it's just so important to hear a public official. Well, he no longer is, but he was for years to to speak like that. Yeah. And he's got a great point. Are you going to blame Republicans? You can't find one. Right. There's not one elected. You can't find one. Uh, say, I want to uh, remind you that at Schmelz Countryside in Maplewood, Schmelz Countryside, Volkswagen, Alfa Romeo, and Fiat, three great marks, as we say. Uh, they're right on the southeast quadrant of Highway 36 and 61, family-owned, generationally-owned countryside, Schmelz Countryside, where right now, uh, 0% interest for 72 months and a 120-day payment deferral for all 2019 and 2020 Volkswagens, including the new VW Atlas Cross Sport. 0% interest for up to 60 months on certified pre-owned vehicles. This is a fantastic situation. I got to take advantage of it. I know I keep threatening to, and I will, but I got to sell some stuff first. Uh, Here's what you do. There's three distinct websites, SchmelzVW.com, SchmelzAlphaRomeo.com and SchmelzFiat.com. Pick out what you're most interested in, do your research, do your due diligence, do your homework, and then call. Tell them what car you want to have waiting for your own inspection and test drive, and you'll get your own personalized sales appointment. Call Schmelz Countryside at 651-243-4316. They keep it uh, clean out there. They keep it safe. There's no, uh, there's no uh, morons like me walking around kicking tires. These are personalized <laughs> sales appointments. So do your homework and get to Schmel's Countryside in Maplewood. You cannot stop him. He'll just make a move. Joe Suchere. Because they come to us all the way from Mumbai, India, from Tom Lyman. It's on this date in Minnesota history. In 1913, on this date, June 17th, was the first ever Minnesota Good Roads Day. The National Good Roads Day movement was started by bicyclists who wanted better surfaces than muddy country lanes 
and rural free delivery so the post office could get out to the farm. They want a better road so the post office no could get out to the farm. But these bicyclists have been pain in the ass for more than 100 years. <laughs> for more than 100 years. Go all the way back to 1913. And on this day in 1999, Elmer L. Anderson was born in Chicago. Of course, he was governor beginning in 1961. Say, uh... Did oh, you wait, see? Is that our? What about Barry Manilow turned seventy-seven today? That's not in there, uh, Kenny. <laughs> no, the, Kenny. Uh, OJ no, that's a no. Today, that's a no. I got to read Bronco. a serious email. Be quiet. Sonia writes, Joe, I was listening to your podcast today, meaning yesterday's. You were talking about elderly people isolated in nursing homes because of COVID nineteen. I run into too many people. I'm not talking about you, she notes parenthetically, who diminish the impact of the virus is just something old people die of. Statistics have a way of dehumanizing individual lives. Those elderly people, as you pointed out, are suffering a terrible illness and dying alone because of regulations preventing their loved ones from accompanying them in their last days. The Archdiocese recently began a program that has trained a small group of young priests to go into hospitals and nursing homes to administer last rites. Other than medical staff, these are the only human beings that most of the suffering and dying can have any human contact with. A part of this program is that people can sign up to receive a text message every time a priest goes on one of these missions. The text asks us to stop and pray for the dying person, their families who are separated from them, and the medical staff and the priest. In over a month of being part of this program, there are only one or two days that I can remember not receiving at least one text. One day, there were 21. Most days, it's three to five. Each one is a person, mostly elderly, I'm sure, suffering alone. Not a statistic. It reminds me also that there are others every day who are dying without the benefit of that last visit and spiritual comfort. My mother died of cancer on Feb 8. She was 85. I am thankful that she died before the shutdown and quarantines. I can't imagine what it would have been like for her to go through what she did alone without the comfort and companionship we were able to give her in her last days. I think of that every time I get one of those texts and stop to pray. On a lighter note, one year ago this week, my mom and I were on Vancouver Island. Several years back on a trip to Canada, her younger brother bought an old Norwegian fishing trawler, badly in need of repair. He had never owned a boat of any kind, let alone one that needed so much work, but he loves a good project, having retired from his custom home-building business. He's been restoring that boat every summer. He even ended up buying a house on the island and getting dual citizenship just so he could spend more time working on the boat. And she sent me pictures of it, and it's extraordinary. Cool. He turned uh, he turned an old fishing trawler into a beautiful beautiful pleasure boat. Just cool. Guy does guy does really really great work. And as a warning to us all, uh, the Vienna police have fined a man 500 euros for massive intestinal wind. <laughs> <laughs> Define massive. As Jordy notes, as Wally Carvo used to say, there will be fines and suspensions. Right. 500 bucks for massive <laughs> intestinal wind. It, it defines itself, Chris. That's a, that's a big... Uh, I that's... actually have audio of the arrest. Oh, no. No, 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 no. See? I asked Wait. for it, didn't I? He's up to 100. No, there's 200 bucks. 200. No, three. That's got three. three, four. Who got that's five? 400. Got five? The program... I'm go. going 600. That's what it did. The, the program, final. the program reached its acme with Norm, and now it's back in the gutter. With <laughs> oh the God! Fart button. Kenny, yeah. it's called balance. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess. 
Jailers, don't forget your Grunhoffers run for Father's Day weekend. Uh, nothing the old man would like better than to sit in the lounge chair and watch you cook at the grill. Oh. The brats. There's that new Italian brat uh, at Grunhoffers. There's the What's burgers. What's that got in it, Such? It's, it's got uh, mozzarella cheese and bell peppers and uh, you name it. It's got it. It's You can get it. Let me tell you something. They got everything in there. I love that stuff, though. The brats, the burgers, the sliders, the steaks, the jerky. And we always give this ahead of a big weekend, but you better go today or tomorrow because come Friday, Saturday, it's going to be packed at Grunhoffers. I make no promises about the availability of meatloaf. And I'm the- warning everybody, I am making a run before the weekend. So just... Well, you know what? That's fair of you. I've That's issued fair. a warning. I've issued a warning. That's I am fair. making a Grunhoffer run before the weekend. And everybody Races knows on. where it is. Everybody knows where it is. It's on Highway 61 at the north end of Hugo. You can't miss it. Uh, Spencer's been good enough, to, good enough to have a big GL sign. A red GL letters are out front. You can't miss it. It's where GLers have learned to meet each other and mm-hmm. appreciate the finest food palace known to man. And, uh, yeah, Father's Day weekend coming up. Reavers has a, has good advice. I don't know how long you should delay. Uh, they do, uh, you know what they do? What's a that? swell business. Yes, they do. And you know they, what? Do the combo. Stop at Fratelloni's for dad. Get the grill. You know, you can get the free assembly, the free delivery. They'll put it together for you. Then make your grunt run. Bang, bang, boom. You're all set for Father's Day. Well, plus Spencer Grunthofer endorses the idea of using his meat cooking his meatloaf in the smoker absolutely he goes with that and you get that thick wrap bacon cut bacon at grunhoffers and you wrap the meatloaf in the bacon and then put it in the smoker for a couple hours mm-hmm. holy mackerel and they'll tell you everything you need to know about recipes too they'll tell you how long what temperature uh it's a full service operation they all wear white coats because they're professional beet cutters that's right Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meats. All right, boys, tomorrow we'll try it again. Positive Thursday. That's right. Thank you to Schoonover Body Works for uh, bringing this Positive Thursday. And hey, if you haven't done so yet, download the PodMN app. It's the only podcast app made for Minnesota. You can find past issues of Garage Logic. You can also find other podcasts about local sports, news, comedy, true crime, and so much more. There's also a chance to win rewards each and every time that you listen. Download the app today in the Apple or Google Play stores. Pod MN. Listen local. We'll catch you tomorrow on the Garage Logic Podcast.